Gary, Gary, are you are you in the matrix? <laughs> we can't hear you. You're glitching. I love it. This is hilarious. <laughs> he's he's gonna punch me. He's gonna send me an e slap. And he can hear us, which is making this even better because I can see him. <laughs> Do you see your screen flickering like that, Gary? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's proud of it too. Look at him. <laughs> I need it to go green a little bit just to add some more spectacular. This is the outtake of the fucking century, considering what we're about to discuss. <laughs> Gary, I did you take it. the red pill? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my this god. This is so dude. funny. This is fucking amazing. Well, your volume's way down, Gary. There, that just went up. Gary, say something. Nope. <laughs> this is hilarious. Holy shit. I'm glad you got a good sense of humor. See? This is all fun. It's the beauty of technology, man. It's the beauty of technology. I've done so many fucking remote interviews now that I don't give two shits about what's not working. Like, <laughs> there he is. Yep. Yes. No. Yes. God. That is you, man. I don't know what's going on. I apologize. Everything's Could you just hear gone us, to by shit. The way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Does that yeah. add pressure in the situation? Yeah, or does well, the that mixer start? just like stopped working. So I changed that out and then the camera uh, went nuts. I can only pray that that was all recorded as well as the screen because we're going to uh, go in just fucking hot on this one. All Welcome right. to the Tragedy <laughs> Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and Gary has just joined us back from the Matrix, and we are here today with Dr. Vic Monzo, business mindset coach, certified pediatric chiropractor, three times author, podcaster, and speaker with over 400 episodes. My God. And uh, your most recent book, Decoding the Matrix, uh, Decoding the Matrix. See, I'm having a glitch too. Um, came out in May 2022. How are you doing today, Dr. Vic? I'm doing absolutely amazing. I'm wiping tears out of my eyes after that uh, <laughs> coming in because the fact that we're going to discuss decoding the Matrix and uh, Gary's call in looked like it came from the Matrix. Gary, <laughs> yeah, how was it you, there? Uh, can you fly out here and decode my uh, whole system, please? I will pay. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Just shit happens, but it was just hysterical that it, it happened yeah. going into this. Yeah. Uh, how's everything going, Gary? <laughs> Other than that, uh, you good? Hey, if you got, if you could hear me and uh, you could see me, it's going well. So we'll go with that. That's all that matters. Well, Dr. Vic, I genuinely appreciate you coming on with us. Um, why don't you uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you came to become a speaker and an author. Um, yeah. So my journey started out as a chiropractor and I, uh, I never had any intentions on being a chiropractor. It was just one of those things like in the chiropractic world, we always say most of the time chiropractic finds you in some way, shape or form. And that kind of happened to me at 19 years old with a health issue. I like it was it wasn't like something major, but it was like uh, throughout a whole year. It was just something every time every month was just getting like new symptom, a new thing. And it was getting a little concerning after a year. And then I, I, you know, I decided to become a chiropractor after that because I was so blown away how just in a couple of months, all my symptoms were gone. And then two months later, I got in the best shape of my life physically, which I was already playing rugby for Arizona State for the club team. I've worked out consecutively four or Jesus. five days a week. That's like yeah. legit. Rugby so is I no joke. Yeah, I know, not and, at all. And that was only, I, I never, and for all people who listen, that was the only time I ever played rugby in my life. Um, 
but it was so amazing of a sport. Love the sport. It's 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 not as bad as people make it seem being as like dangerous. It's actually way safer than football. Um, American football, that is, just in case we have anyone overseas. But uh, long story short, it was one of those things where I was like, come on, how, how am I not in, you know, shredded from all this conditioning? I never, I never ran. I was running five-minute miles. And plus, I don't like to run, just for all the listeners. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden, four months after chiropractic, I was down to 10% body fat. And I'm just sitting there going, how the heck is this possible? I haven't done nothing different. Diet hasn't changed. Workouts haven't changed. And that's where I was just like, I need to learn more about this thing called chiropractic. It's way more than what I, I thought it was. And um, I started my journey. I went back to, I moved from Arizona back to Chicago and then I, uh, I finished school there and then I went to Dallas for school. Um, in the journey of going to school, it was one of the things where, you know, unfortunately the school systems in chiropractic teach you how to pass an exam. They don't teach you really about chiropractic per se. Um, and so when I got there, the first year, year and a half of school is really like going to medical school. There's no difference. Uh, we learned the same stuff. We go through the same processes in the first year, year and a half. And so that really like discouraged me because I wanted to learn all this healing. I wanted to learn the philosophy of chiropractor. I wanted to learn all that stuff. That was really interesting to me. That's what pulled me to become a chiropractor. And that's what the chiropractor was teaching me when I was going through the, the process. And uh, so wasn't getting in in school. I decided to learn energy medicine, energy healing, became a Reiki master and trainer. I studied about 10, 12 different modalities. I thought that was going to teach me the deepest level of healing. And that didn't just teach me that. It taught me also quantum physics, consciousness, how we play a role, spirituality, all these other things, the mysterious spookiness of what you like, what the quantum physicists like to call life and in the universe. And I was like, this is, this took my, my curiosity to a whole nother level about life, but came out of school, five years in the business, following what all the business advice says with all the self-help, personal development, grinding, hustling, all those fancy terms. And burned out every four to six months, exhausted, fatigued, and unsatisfied when I hit my financial peak. And then I decided to, at that point, say, you know what, I'm not going to follow this stuff anymore. I'm going to do what I know. You know, what's universal laws? We talk about law of attraction, law of vibration, you know, quantum physics, you know, the observer effect, how I see things and how I see the world is what it's going to be. And all these other things. And I said, I'm going to apply that. Plus, I'm going to also, I'm going to, I'm going to apply the law of least effort, which states what's the least amount of work to get the greatest game possible. And trust me, I'm not a lazy, I'm not someone who doesn't like the work. I, that's my natural mode. I, I come from physical labor. Uh, I grew up with it with my dad. So it's one of those things where like working long days is not a problem for me, but it was like, how can I be smarter about it? And a year, a little over a year, year and a half, I was working 50% less and I was hitting, I was at my financial peak again because I took a hit purposely because I changed the way my business was run. And um, at that moment, that's what motivated me to want to teach entrepreneurs and business owners how to do these things how to not to get caught in the doing trap. And then the mindset perspective came in because I've always been intrigued by the mind ever since I was a young kid. And it was one of those things where being a chiropractor, we're brain doctors. So we really, we, we study the brain intensively like crazy, how to help with the brain functioning, communication, how it adapts. My certification in pediatric taught me was really deep into neural development pre, from, from when we're in the womb of uh, our moms to the growing development stages. And what does that do? And then I studied behavioral neurology to be like, I want to learn more about this stuff to understand mindset in every facet. Like, why do why are we the way we are when we're adults? Why do we have, you know, X, Y, Z, may it be, why do we struggle? Some do, some don't. Why do we have this, this and that? What What is all the conditioning? And that's what intrigued me. And when I started to understand limiting beliefs, subconsciousness, how it's programmed, how do we condition it, uh, the power of reframing, taking all that, that's where I was like, I need to start teaching business coaches how to do this or business uh, owners how to do this. 
And so about three, four years ago, I got into coaching as like a, you know, side hustle, just something to, you know, entertain. Like I want to perfect my method methodology, see what works, what doesn't while I was still a chiropractor. And it wasn't until this year, um, I went full time in the coaching. Um, my, my family, my wife and I moved from Chicago to, uh, Knoxville. That's why I was very happy with, um, you know, having your uh, nice uh, Chicago Bulls hat there. I lived on State and Ninth for two years. Um, Get out! My uh, <laughs> my bet my mom's one of her uh, best friends lived there, right? I, I, by I State Ninth. I had all nineties in the in the bottom of my building, which is not good for the abs. That's so funny. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. The owner used to bring up delivery. I was so lazy, I wouldn't even go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's a little rough. But yeah, I love was, it. Yeah. Small world. But yeah, so that's kind of how I got into the business world, business coaching and so forth and uh, doing it full time and whatnot. So I have a, um, a question because you said something in particular that stuck out to me uh, that was a human doing versus a human being. I read your book. I think it's amazing. I love the way that you break things down and explain things utilizing the foundation of past authors and minds who have placed their life into their authentic pursuit of knowledge. And then you portray it that way, you know, along with your own spin on it. And I really love that. And one of the things that stuck out to me was a human being versus a human doing. Can you explain to me what that is? Yeah, I mean, you look at life today, and this is not just in the business world, but this is this is humans in general, especially Western civilization. Um doing is we always are constantly doing it's like what can i do to do this how can i do what do i need to do to make more money what do i need to do to be have a better relationship what do i need to do to um you know be in better shape right and what we don't realize is that and this is coming from quantum physics is that you know quantum physics shows everything's energy and, it, and for some who are like okay we're getting in a weird conversation or something go this is a little out there woo woo stuff i'm like well they call it quanta so that's the term they use but Isn't you have to understand australian airline i learned that in rain man or is that yeah, Qantas? So. I think it's <laughs> Qantas. But that's multiple energy levels, right? That's, yeah, that's like what? He's talking about what, like more than one. Yeah, just, there we go. Sorry, I had, to, I had to just throw in the only thing I knew that was quantifiable. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's two. It's two. Yeah. I love it. Oh, look at the time. Look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's six o'clock. I got to get to Bob Evans. <laughs> Bob Evans, I love it. <laughs> Looks like you're going to hold the door for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Left, left turn. We went that <laughs> Sorry way. Sorry about that. Okay, oh, back I love to it. quantum <laughs> physics. I love it. Quantus. You taught me a new term. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, please okay. go on. No, so it, it's we're always looking at like doing it in business. It's the same thing. Like you hear the, what, the what's the business advice? You know, you just keep going and going and going and going until eventually it sticks. Eventually you'll figure it out. Eventually you will, you know, you'll strike that goal. You'll just keep going, keep digging, keep going, keep grinding. Right. And I'm not saying that doesn't work. I mean, there's I mean, I remember hearing Grant Cardone on a TikTok video one time. And he was talking about how you can't just think your way to success. It was just showing the Think and Grow Rich book. And then he's like. You have to, it takes action. It's doing, it's action. That's what gets you this. And he shared an example. And I'm like, I'm not arguing with the guy. He's worth 2.6 billion. I'm not. So he's, he's doing something. But yep. what I have figured out though is, is that when we, we look at this whole doing this, you have to understand from, from, from the, from the universal laws or quantum physics realm, it's the beingness is first. It sets the vibration, the consciousness level, the, the, the frequency, whatever, whatever term works for you. And it, what matters is where you're coming from, from that level. So what we can explain is like, kind of like this, 
if we focus on beingness, then that's our vibration. That's our consciousness. That's where we're coming from. That's like the foundation to, to a house. The, but the more that foundation is, when you do, then whatever you're going to do is going to be successful. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be, or it's going to be aligned to what you're going to do. If you don't have the beingness correct, then whatever you're going to do is not going to stick. It won't be successful. There's going to be errors in it. Or you're gonna just, it's not going to get to that level where you want to get to. So when a storm comes or when, you know, whatever it may be, I can go down a whole rabbit hole with that. But the point is, is that it's all about where we're coming from first. So if we have like, here's an example. If you're coming from scarcity, viewpoints, mindset, those kind mm -hmm. of things, I don't care how much you do, you're never going to be successful. You can make more money. The bank account's not going to grow. And it's not my opinion. This is law. This is how the universe, you know, laws work. And this is how this whole process works. If you have an abundance mindset and you're really in that abundance consciousness level, I don't care what you do. You're going to be successful. You're going to be, you're going to see abundance all around. Yep. It's going to happen because, and it doesn't matter what you do. It won't matter because you're in that vibration state. You're in that frequency. You're coming from that level. And so that's the essence of it. And when we tie in, you know, universal laws, like the law of vibration, in the law of vibration states, and this this is related with quantum physics, is that you you can't experience anything in life except whatever you're vibrating at. You can't experience something above or below wherever you are vibrating at. And so whatever that signature, that that signal, whatever that 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 electromagnetic field that you're, uh, it's just some more scientific terms here to you're you're sending out to this field. To FM radio, yeah, to FM exactly. Radio with humanity and and the, your surroundings, whatever spot you're dialed in on if you're on 87.9 you're only going to get country if you're on 95.5 then you're going to be you know listening to pop whatever it is that's the same way that we connect with the people around us it's just a huge grit and it all operates at a different spectrum and when that's why you see people that go through growth journeys will shed people that are at various stations if you're looking at an old school radio dial, they're on 85.5. Now that I've done some work on myself and I see that authenticity gets me a higher vibration and a happier life, I'm going to leave the people that are not operating in that mindset. And I'm going to start attracting things that are commiserate to that level. They're going to come to me because I believe I deserve them. Because I've done the back work to realize that everything that I'm manifesting in life is what comes from my thoughts within. Nothing more, nothing less. Sorry, I like to remember. No, you're dead on. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. And I love the, tune, the, the the FM radio frequency because that's I use that in my first book. I think I talked about it in my third book, too. It's one of those things that, and that's the only, that's, that's the only thing you can tune into. That's the only thing. And then I love the whole, the shedding effect. It happens so much because I work with clients on this. And then when they go through a huge shift then they're like, yeah, but this relationship I have for friends I have for 20 years, it's like, it, it, I feel like we're falling out. And I'm like, no, nah, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Why? Well, law of association can play a role and you're raising your vibe and if in their consciousness level, and if they're not, if they're staying where they are and they're not elevating themselves up also, it, there's going to be a distance. And it's funny, it comes up in the most unique ways. Even if you fight it, there'll be a big fight of an explosion because there's two polarities and, mm. it, and it's going to clash. And so it's very, and I've gone through this a gazillion times in my life. So, and many others have too. Uh, but it's one of those things where it is. And then when you're tuning into that frequency, it's the same thing. And it's whatever that is, it's what it's going to be. It's what you draw into your reality. Gary drew a picture for me the other day, which I think is amazing that uh, he said he's going to elaborate some more on because I use an analogy about a snow globe um, and sitting inside of it, inside of a tornado and that your reality is within that snow globe and everything that's within that cyclone 
anything that you grab or reach out, not only it's going to snatch your arm out of socket, you're going to make that your reality as soon as you pull it into the globe. You had no need to pull it in at any point in time. If it's something pink, you bring it inside that globe, your globe is pink. If it's purple, it's purple. And as soon as you let it go, it'll actually snatch itself right back out to the cyclone. That's the real fucking funny part. of it. It's like it's on one of those strings in the back of a chatty Cathy doll or some shit. Uh, I had you till the chatty Cathy. I like starting to, to really stand understand. Out every time and watch Gary go, you motherfucker. I'm like, I just gotta, I, the picture's getting larger. You I'm, know, I'm drawing like trying the to, picture now. It's kind of fun. It, it's, it, it's in my brain. Like, I'm like, okay, now we got a doll with the string. Dude, the picture's amazing. He drew this picture where I'm sitting inside of the snow globe meditating with my hat on backwards, right? And my logo on the shirt. Then inside the cyclone, he had like a cow, uh, you know, a stop sign, all the things that you see in there, but how it, you know, conceptualized what it is that I was discussing. He was able to put that in front of you. Just scribble it out. I never give you enough credit for, for your creativity, Gary. You're super, super creative. Try to, uh, you know, that's what I do for a living is the visuals. So, you know, I try to explain things as simply as I can visually to people, you know, quite often. So um, seeing it even like helps me understand what you're talking about all the time. You know, you guys, you know, you two both speak a very similar language and something that I'm picking up on more and more, um, with, you know, all of the meditation and consciousness and, and all these different things. It's not stuff that was like really in my wheelhouse before. So I'm trying to add each time and, you know, pick up little things. And sometimes I got to write it out or draw it or explain it to somebody else to then understand it myself. So it's kind of like teaching boxing and stuff like that. And, and I couldn't get a combo down until I taught somebody else and then, you know, stick more. So, you know, that's my, I guess, uh, as I draw, right. I have to like, you know, kind of learn in a different way. And in school, we never learned that. It was like memorize, regurgitate, move to the next thing. And I, you know, I, I always struggled with actually keeping these things because it was like teach for the test, learn for the test, tests over. Now the next thing is just, you know, similar to what you're you know, talking about in chiropractic school, the things you really wanted to learn were the important things. It's kind of probably hard for them to test that. So rather just, you know, facts, statistics, boom, you know, get you out of there. So that's my whole deal with learning is visual. Sometimes I'll even like write it out, speak it to myself, write it down, and then I'll have it come in, you know, a lot of different ways. So long story short, thanks for uh, complimenting me on my try. No, I, I love the way that you discussed that because a lot of people would never do that process to understand anything. The majority of people would stop at the moment that they didn't understand it and not because they don't understand it, because they know they understand it. And if once they admit it, then they have to put it into action. Otherwise, they have to live shame and guilt for not taking those steps. It's a real fucking stupid cycle we sit in. It's kind of funny. You know, it's that whole crappy diaper thing. It's a choice to sit in it or change it or not wear one at all. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we, uh, we get off. My analogies are all over the place, man. But. Not, but I think it all links. I think it works. And and Gary, I love the the process because you're you're doing what I tell a lot of people do. You have to figure out what works for you and how what you know. How do you? How does your brain process? How do you learn? Like when I, even with like when I had chiropractic students starting to you know check out my office and I would do like a philosophy night where they come and and I'll tell them like you're gonna get hit with so many tests. I mean, I remember one month I had 28 tests, 28 tests in one month. I mean, chiropractic school is no joke, but it's one of those things where. I'm like, you have to, I go, if you want to, you know, figure these things out, don't listen to what anyone tells you to do. 
unless it helps you find your own craft, but do what, how, learn how you need to learn, however you do. I mean, I, have, I had people look at me when I was, I used to be when I was in class. I mean, we had laptops, we can type everything out. They gave us all the notes already. And they're like, why aren't you writing the notes out in the notebook? I don't want to do that. I'm writing, I'm freehanding this thing. They're like, man, use, why do you use green highlighters? I go, green is a neon green picks up on my eye the easiest. So neon green is very for your eye to pick up. So I'm like, I see the green, my, my brain's already, even if I don't think it's already paying attention to that neon green. So then whatever that word is, now I'm going to memorize it. And so when it came to studying, you know, at first I tried studying like everyone else did four five, six hours a night. And I was like, this is not for me. I don't, I, I can't, my, my, I was done. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I did. I'm going to highlight whatever I feel is important that the teacher thinks. Because you remember, you're always learning. I, I was a professor for a little bit. And I always told my students, I'm like, you're, I'm, you're going to, what matters most, unfortunately, is what I think is important, not what you think is important. Because when I test you, you're going to have to think what I think is important. I want you to know. And I go, it's a sad truth and reality of school, but it's just how it is. But long story short, I started to do that process. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I study an hour, hour and a half. And I was able to get, I would retain the information. And then also I was able to at least get a B. I was happy with a B. I'll take a C plus, but I was like, I'll, I'll go for a B. I wasn't that kid who cared about the grades too much. So, but it's again, coming back to your point is like, what works for you? That's all that matters at the end of the day. I think it's an example of how beautiful the mind actually is and how it explains that if you're truly interested in what it is that you're doing and it's something that's on your path, you'll probe all the different ways to examine it without even realizing that it's effort. It's not effort because you love doing it because the conceptualization is giving you a better look into your own reality. No, dead on. I mean, and this is what I teach. I used to tell moms a lot being a, you know, again, pediatric chiro, I worked with a lot of moms. There were a few dads, maybe two or three at the most. I, I got to say something. I, I really, I go to that old school Tom Green spinning the baby thing back in the 90s. <laughs> it immediately popped into my head the first time they said pediatric chiropractor. And I don't know why. It's like... <laughs> I promise if you if you saw me doing an adjustment on an infant, you'd be like, what did you do? Like, what what was that? Like, you're just touching. You didn't even do anything. Like, what is that adjustment? God, I hope so. It's not like those terrorizing, yeah. those terrifying videos on TikTok where they've got oh. like a sledgehammer or like a ball peen hammer and a big stake into the base of the neck and hitting it like they're trying to, you know, build a railroad. <laughs> Yeah. That's a very old school uh, technique. I think it's uh, that's terrifying. It's not yeah, Chinese. It's I don't think I don't think it's chiropractic, but it's um, my 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 best friend's Chinese, and he's from his whole family's from there. And he was telling me it's too nigh or something like that, or something too nigh, something else. But it's something along those lines, and it's like it's an old technique. And he goes, if you get somebody who really knows what they're I'm doing, I'm sure it's amazing. He had it done, and he was like, it was one of the. He goes, I got adjusted. He's like, you. He was my partner in adjusting, and he's like, you're a phenomenal adjuster. He goes, man, but that technique, holy cow! He goes, I was sore for like four days, um, but wow, what relief I felt. I believe I it. I feel like chiropr but, chiropractic work is almost like the Lincoln logs of the spiritual process. You need like that structure in order to build on top of it. Yeah, I can go down a whole rabbit hole with you on that one, but because uh, <laughs> it's because uh, the way I teach chiropractic is different. But the point where I was going with is when we're talking about interest is with kids. Is I always tell I tell parents all the time, like just feed into your kids' interests. They're gonna be you're gonna see that you're gonna allow the prodigy to come out of them because the it because what the school God, systems do is they and nothing. I'm not bashing it, but it's just it's a 1930 outdated model. It's a manufacturing right? system. 
Exactly. And it's also an authority system, right? Mm. So why do we have a self-worth issue or self-esteem issue? You know, because you're only good if you get an A on the test approved by this teacher, right? You're only good if you do this. And so what do we do as I train our mind? It makes us look outside ourselves to get approval instead of looking within. That's why we care so much about what other people think. Yes, humans are a collective consciousness, are collective in our way to where we we're, we're, we, 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 we evolve and we work better when we're gathering with others and we want to fit in. But at the same token, we lose out the individuality aspect of it when we do that. But feeding into interest is one of the things that I always tell, like, because when you feed into your interest, and you guys know this, you've had this in your own experiences, when you are interested in something, it's not, it's actually kind of hard not to learn. Yeah. It's, hard it, to, it, it's hard to stop. Yeah. yeah. You just want to keep learning. You're just constantly <laughs> like, man, I want to learn more. Let me get this. On. And you're just downloading, downloading, downloading information, you know, whatever you're taking it in. And it's just like never ending. And I know there's topics like that. Like I can, if it's science related, conscious related, healing related, mindset related, like that, all that stuff, man, you can't get me to stop learning that stuff. I love it. But you want to talk about pop culture or this or this other uh, stuff? Uh, like my wife, she'll, we're, we're polar opposites. And, it, and that's why we same. work so well. My house is right? just like that. Yeah. And it, she'll talk about this. And I'm like, who's that again? Who's that? First? She's like, <laughs> you have such a great memory. How do you not memorize this? I'm like, honey, I can give two. Like that has, I go, you start telling me about who's who and who's married to what. I'm like, forget. That's too much for me already. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Gary lives in the pop culture world with what, everything that he works on. So he'll spit out names all the time and I'm just looking at him just like he does during my descriptions. Yeah, it's like most of that's necessity. You know, a lot of the, it's sports and stuff like that. I do care, but the regular TMZ shit, it just have to know a little bit. Um, but that's why we have PAs and interns and 20, 25 text away. You know, they'll nail it for me. I'll move on, you know. So, but learning is almost like, it's like broccoli as a kid. Like we don't want that. Like you're, it's presented bad. So That's right off the analogy. bat, you're like, gross, right? You know, maybe we have to pour some Velveeta all over it to make it like, you know, so you can tolerate it. And then older, you're like, oh, put a little balsamic vinegar, you know, a little saute, like it's healthy <laughs> and, and it tastes good, you know? It's like, you, it, I don't know, it's all a presentation thing. Mm -hmm. Just eat your vegetables, sit there, shut up, look forward, you know, like, remember, like, it's, it's just all bad. Like from six years old, you're like, fuck all this. I can't wait to be done with it talk or look to the left or right you're getting screamed at it's like it's ridiculous i don't know where you guys went to school but i went to catholic school when i was younger in the midwest you know i got lucky i got to go there because my mom worked there and you know it, i didn't make it all the way through let's just say that but it was just even more strict than public schools just no learning anything outside the book no having an opinion no having a style i mean uniform had to be perfect every day and haircut perfect it's just you know there's you know, I got three lines shaved inside got, of my head in third that grade. Fear, shame, and guilt installation. Yeah, yeah three little lines and shaved in my head. They lost their fucking oh, mind. They, they busted I, you for yeah. the ladder? Yeah, they were the super skin mad. Marks? That's not yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I, I had, had those. Yeah. You know, it's like it was 1989 or 80, probably 87, whatever. You know, I was a little different than everybody else. They're like, no, you go in and super cuts, pick the number four off the wall like every other kid. Like, you know, fuck. Yeah. Zero it's, individuality. Uh, it's funny yeah. how the brain works. All of those, those things that you were describing were fear installations at an earlier age to make you live life in the social conditioning that it is. There's a book called The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. I bring it up a lot. And there was an analogy in there where he described if I put a plank of wood on the ground between you and I say it's like 25 feet long, like, you know, walk the plank kind of thing. And I said, walk across it to me. 
you would have zero issues. You would practically moonwalk down it. You might even do a cartwheel. It's a big old plank of wood, 25 feet long. But if I take that same plank of wood and I move it 25 feet up in the air, change no stability part of it, put it between two pieces of whatever, but it is completely solid. Hell, it could be a concrete structure at the same width, you know, and depth, whatever. When you start to walk across that at the height, for some reason, your arms go out at your sides, you start to wobble, you start to do all of these bizarre things. Some people just flip upside down like, like a koala and can't do shit. It's amazing how the mind breaks down. But in reality, nothing changed. You could just, you could still do the same fucking cartwheel down that thing just like you could when it was on the ground. The brain creates the majority of its fucking problems. Let's see that cartwheel real quick. No. <laughs> could you imagine? I'd fucking go viral <laughs> just because it would be so ridiculous. I'd love to see the cartwheel too, just a second that. <laughs> Group consensus. If you're going to play me all matrixed out at the beginning, then. Midway and through I do the a car wheel. wheel. Yeah, I think that's fair. No 46 year old man needs to be doing a cartwheel. I don't know. Maybe you should be able to. I need to do that to get over my shame, fear response. Yeah. You could start a movement before you know it. Everyone's just doing cartwheels. Cartwheels again. for life. Yeah. That's how it all starts, right? Yeah. I hope it uh, does become something. Uh, I do have a question. Um, you know, a lot of people when they're successful, that's when they don't look for change at all. You know, it's like shit has to be fucked up for people to normally change or to see something else. What was it about you that you started having the success with something you worked so hard for and you still wanted to like make a left turn and, you know, you add on things. And now it's, you know, coaching is your main deal and giving them, you know, the chiropractic business altogether. Like, how did you decide shit, this is working. This is great. I, I got money and everything's good and still want to change. Most people have those golden handcuffs forever. Comfort is the killer of all dreams. And when, once we stop mm. having a dream or having a vision or holding to our vision, a lot of people don't have visions in their life. Um, I'm assuming you do, Gary, you're a visionary. You, you, you're all about vision, right? So For but it was one of those things. I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like I said, when I hit that financial peak, it was that unfulfilled, being unfulfilled. Like it was great. I mean, I was making great money, but the practice wasn't what I really wanted to have. I had a coach who kind of told me like, hey, just help people meet them where they are with their health. Don't worry about um, nobody's going to want to be like you when it comes to health. And I said, well, that's I'm not trying to make prototypes of me. I'm just trying to help elevate people to the highest level I possibly can because I looked at everything from a holistic standpoint, chiropractic, nutrition, emotional healing, all these kind of things. And but it wasn't like that. So, as you know, we made a shift, took a 40 percent hit on purpose. Six months took us to take that 40 percent hit total. And then we redirected where we went. And I say weeks, my wife ran the office. And then all of a sudden we redirected and I said, I want to go into pediatrics. I go, I want to make a change in the world where I'm changing, breaking down. Because there was a teacher of mine once said, the issues we have with our with with adults and, and our society today is how we birth our children. Mm. And for some people that may seem, how what does that mean? But when you know what I what I what I knew a little bit of this already, but when you know it like going into like we know now scientifically that personality comes in the womb, that they're already getting conditioned in the womb not outside the womb. Things happen inside. Like they've done studies on this in so many different ways. It's the most fascinating, most intriguing stuff. And I was like, I want to be part of that change. And so we went down that route because for me, 
the biggest and most, and I guess, you know, one of the, cause I got to the money side and I said, okay, man, I guess it is true. Once you have it, it's not really, it's, if that was, you know, it wasn't that I was striving for money. My, the money came because of my, my vision of having an impact in my community. I was the leader in my, my community, Bingo. 20 chiropractors. I start my business, 20 chiropractors in a small town. And I had even had the business community telling me, why did you choose here? There's so many of them already. I said, don't judge. I go, you don't even know who I am yet. Just wait. And then a year later, I'm the wellness guy. And so I, I got that position and then I created my, my impact and the money followed. But it, it wasn't like, I, for me, it has to be fulfilling in some way. So we made the changes, very fulfilled. I mean, the best thing I ever did in my practice was change the work with kids. I, can be, I love being a kid. I love to have fun. I like to be imaginative and jokative and just whatever. And adults don't kind of take it that way, but kids, oh, they love it. The more you do it, the better. They're still um, there. Yeah. They're still there. And, and I'll tell you, man, they're just a, it's just a bundle of joy to work with. And I can't tell you how many times people thought like, they go, do you have kids? I'm like, no, I don't have kids. And they're like, I mean, I have one now, but I didn't have one then. And they're like, you just get along with kids. I'm like, I'm a big kid. I just, I'm not going to show you that because you're going to look at me a little weird if I talk to you in a different voice. But then there came a point where, again, coming back to fulfillment, what really matters in life? And for me, after that first five years, I really started to look and I started going, you know what, what really, you know, I looked at my life and my, my business and yeah, things were great. When we were talking about closing our office down because we couldn't sell it in Illinois with the climate of COVID and everything, it was a choice that we had to make. My wife and I had to say, well, we can try to keep it open, manage afar. And if something happens and there's a headache, I have to go back to Illinois and do all these other things. You know, I was like, I don't know if I want that. Like we made some investments, we can hold off. I mean, I had some money coming from coaching that it was enough, but it wasn't going to keep our lifestyle. So, but we made a choice like, well, we want to have that fulfillment, that happiness, that joy. That matters most to us. And so we, we made that choice. And I think when it comes to in life, you really have to look at what really is making you truly happy. Because a lot of time in this world, and you see it so much, especially when COVID hit and all these things, people go after whatever money comes. They don't care. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, I love doing this. Yeah. And then when you really talk to them, it's like, do they and really? it's all and replication. Not- it's all yeah. replication. If you're chasing somebody else's fucking dream, you're just repeating their shit and it's going to diminish in value quickly. And you're never going to fucking be fulfilled. Sorry. No, you're, you're, and that's one of the reasons why I became a coach. It was because there's so many people being prototypes of other people. That was me. I lived it. I was, Same. I studied the most successful chiropractors. I, I had a coach before I came out of, like, you want to talk about ambition. I had six months before I got out of graduate, I hired a coach. I studied, I shadowed over 50 chiropractors offices. I mean, they're not known that to do that in the chiropractor as a student. People are like, where do you find time? I'm like, I'm going to make time. I want to be, I'm ambitious. I want to learn. And I got, when I got to that level of success, it was awesome financially. But then I was like, but who's me? Like, is this really my, is this really the, the, the stone of how I'm presenting chiropractic? Is this really the legend or the, the influence I want to share with the world? Is this my voice? And it wasn't. And I realized I was conditioned in so many ways and I had to unlearn all that. And it's the same thing where, you know, going into the end of my, my chiropractic career, it was one of the stuff that my wife and I looked at and said, we have such a huge impact in our community, but it was more me saying this, but, but my impact to the world is so small, like minute to nothing. And I said, I, I feel like I want to do bigger things. And if I don't take this risk, if I don't take this jump right now, I will regret this for us because I don't want to live with regrets. That's the, that's another motivating factor in my life. Like I want to live on E. I want to know that I did everything I could in my life. Mm, that I want to live on E. Say that again, please. I want to live on E. That's fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. I forgot. I, and it, I can't take credit for it. I think it was, uh, uh, I see I'm not good with names. Do it like um, Michael Scott, something, something, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, Michael Scott. Somebody, uh, he's the yeah, hip hop preacher. Anyhow, I heard him say it one time and I was like, oh, that is genius. But um, 
But I do because I think regret is, and I've heard so many people, I've seen it in my own life with people upbringing because I, you know, I was, I grew up in a Italian Roman Catholic society community. So, you know, talking about Gary, talking about Catholic school, I was there until high school. Uh, I went to an all boys high school that was Catholic. So I am with you. I feel your vibe and all that stuff. But it was one of those things where, um, I lost my train of thought with that, but coming back to living on E, but it, it's all oh, hearing regret. Cause I was little, I'd be around a lot of people that are older than me and I would hear, Oh, I wish I did this when I was younger, man. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. And I'm just like, I don't want to have that life. Like, I don't want to have mm. regret. Yeah. Is there decisions in my past that I could have made better? Yeah, of course. But in the moment I did the best that I could, like, I don't have regret that it, it you know, how can you go back and judge when you're in this? It's like a basket, like in sports, you know, you make a choice in the moment that you think is the best at that time, just where what the information you have and so forth. When you look back, you're like, I should have did it that way. That's okay. You learn and we move on. So I didn't want to, I don't, I don't want to have regrets. So that's why we made this jump to do this. I mean, it was an 80% hit financially. And from what I was making as a chiropractor with the coaching, and then it just took out the co- chiropractic and then there was, here comes the coaching. But that's something that in the back of my mind, I'm more motivated and well, inspired and driven by fulfillment in whatever is going to fulfill me regardless, because money's always going to come back around. The one thing I can never get is time. I'll never be able to get back time. And that's why my wife and I made the decision we made to let the office go too, because we wanted to start a family. I'm 39 years old. She's 35. We had our first daughter. Our daughter was born uh, four months ago. And Congratulations. No, thank you. That's and awesome. that's a whole nother lovely uh, experience. But it's one of those things where, you know, we, we wanted to have that and, and live that more authentic life that's authentic to us. And, and I think in it's this easy. world today. Sorry, yeah. it's easy. Nobody realizes that being authentic is the easiest fucking thing there is to be. It you it gets you happy. It's the only thing. The only thing it becomes hard is when you try to compare or put yourself in the world with others, because mm-hmm. the way we live in today's world, especially in social media and all that, um, you know, it, it, we 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 oh I'm doing this, but no one else does this. Man, I don't know. Maybe I should fit in here and do this. And it's like no, be yourself. Have your voice. Do what matters most for you, and live your truth. And, and it's, and sometimes it can't, it is, is easy. It's, I would say it's like, sometimes it can be simple to do these things, but we also have to take into consideration how much we are conditioned, how much is our mind conditioned, how much our subconscious is conditioned. And that's a whole mental prison in itself where you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't even know this is happening. And like I said, this happens to me and it still happens to me. So I'm very transparent in what I do. And I always tell people like, my parents be like, oh, you're, you've mastered all this. I haven't mastered anything. I go, (laughs) I just, no, you're just, if anything, you're mastering yourself, if anything if you want to put it to something. But I'm like, the only thing for me is like, I'm just, I just know a little bit that makes me dangerous and I can play in the game a little better, right? Because when you look at life as a game, there's rules just like as any sport. And the more, the better, the better, you know, the rules, the better of a player you are. Just like in business, like some people get upset about this, but the better, you know, tax laws, the better a business person you can become. I was told that in business school. You know, I remember they were saying, learn taxes. They're like master taxes and you can master your master business better. And I was like, how? I mean, and then they walked us through it. And I was like, and this guy was a very well, very good entrepreneur. I was like, why are you teaching? You're, you're, you got three businesses. You're very successful. He was saying like, when the, this is the time, 2004, 2005 at UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago, he's literally saying, this is when the car companies are like getting killed and crushed and all this other stuff. And he's like, Ford's going to come out on top. He goes, you'll see it happen. Here's and there's, he goes, we're going to move to apps and IT for TVs. He was like telling us all this stuff. And I sit there now and I'm like, was this guy like in it, like just had a crystal ball and he's telling you things? Cause like Ford did way better than GM. Um, look what we're doing now with apps and TV and everything's on IP, IT, IP, um, uh, and so forth. It's just, uh, anyway, I digress, but he, he would walk us through that and he, he explained it. And I was like, that is genius in so many ways. He already knew we're visionaries. And when we 
put pen to paper with authenticity, we create so much faster than we ever would when we're trying to build something that is somebody else's vision. It's so easy to draw a picture. It's hard to draw somebody else's. Like, I, I always thought that I was not going to be good at anything artistic because I couldn't do art one way. I couldn't take a pencil and put it on paper and draw a picture um, for so many different reasons. And that's not the case. That wasn't my art to make. My art was music or speaking to people or, you know, being a conduit for people like yourself to spread a larger message. That's my art. Everybody has their art. It's just a matter of surrendering to it. It's not a matter of finding it. It's a matter of surrendering to it because it's already there. It's like putting a candle under a glass and having a small amount of air always allowed in. But the glass never needed to be there. When you lift the glass, that flame that was there that you could barely see turns into what it's supposed to be. And that's what we're supposed to be. I think you're an example of that. I think that you've done that through stages. I'm sure in retrospect, you can look at your life that every one of those junctures, although they seemed like a crossroads for you know painful reasons, they were actually a step to a greater Dr. Vic that could give back more based on your foundational knowledge. All of us have these adversities and trials and tribulations because they build upon who we were the day before. I think that we enter the matrix at a certain time in our childhood. And I think that there is a way that you can enter it. I think it is our, or the onus is on us to ensure that the youth of our nation or of humanity has a smooth transition from the reality that we're supposed to have to the societal one. Because I don't think that we realize, because you mentioned birth, trauma, womb, you know, development. Um, in your book, you actually said something that I loved hearing, epigenetics. I couldn't put a word on that. Um, I think that that epigenetics, when we intervene in an earlier time, has a better chance for a long-term outcome because we're easing them out of the trauma of a creative reality, an imaginative reality, into the reality that we've decided is going to be ours. I think that's why we see children that can come from any kind of family be defunct, so to speak. It's because it's not because of necessarily everything that happened to them as a child. I think it's the day they snap reality. The day you cross that threshold, and it's how you cross that threshold. I think that you are a great person to point that out, talking about working with children, talking about how that epigenetic thing starts before that child, and giving people that pathway to find their spiritual path is something I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to even sit down with you, you know, whether it's a show or not. And I want you to know that um, I appreciate you genuinely. I appreciate you. I appreciate that, brother. I, I really do. It, and, and I love how you're explaining things and, and how you, you, you share it in, in your way. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, for some of the listeners who are listening, you know, we all have that what come you're talking about, like, you know, our art. And I love how you shared that because it was something for me, too. I was not the drawer. Uh, I'm not the painter. I just, it's, it's not that I can't be. I want to really just, just decipher the difference between that. I can go learn and I know I can be, I'm not going to be a Absolutely. Picasso, but I can learn how, if I want, it just doesn't interest me. But if you put me in a kitchen and you want me to cook or maybe even do some baking, which I wasn't into baking too much, but I'm getting really good with sourdough breads. I've been playing around with that a little bit more. Mm. Um, I love it. 
I can go into a kitchen. And I reason why I saw my mom doing this all my life. I started cooking at six years old with her. And it's just, that's my expression of art. I can math just think of things. Math is your palate. You I'm know, sorry? math is your palate or your, your etch-a-sketch is your tongue or your ability to smell things and put shit together. You know what I mean? People don't realize that I, I, I spoke to someone the other day that said that they're, they felt that their mission in life was to help creators bring things to humanity that they're not capable of based on their own fear. And I thought that was a beautiful way to exercise their art. Their art is that they were given that fundamental, you know, base layer of dopamine that creators don't have. Creators got to jump off of fucking cliffs with, you know, like I said, the Natchez sketch in their hands and they're going to hit the ground with Picasso, but they're not going to hand it to anybody. They're going to leave that thing on the fucking ground because they don't want anybody to say they didn't do their Picasso right. But if you hand it to somebody else that's artistically organized and artistically project management fucking forward, I don't even know how to describe it. I can't do the, the baking. Easy. Okay, Gary, I'm sorry. The baking, I can't do. It's too mathematical. I grew up at probably about six, you know, in the kitchen with my Italian mother as well. And to this day, there's not a recipe. Grandma's, great-grandma's, whatever. It's just how you do it. But, it, like, baking, it's like, at, every time I've tried to bake, it's been a disaster. But I can make a ton of good things if I don't have to have the rules. And I can, I touch and feel. And Smell. As soon as it's this and baking soda and that, and you got to just the right amount or it doesn't rise and, yeah, I, I'm with you on the baking. It's the only thing I, when I said baking, it's only breads. Like when I make a bread, I can put it together. I'll feel the dough. And I'm like, this feels right. I smell it. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Let that sit for a day. And then the sourdough will do its thing. And then I'll be ready to, you know, make it whatever I got to do from there. But baking, baking like cakes and that. No way. Mm. It takes the fun out of it for me. I can't yeah. be cooking anything yeah. that's subject to falling. You know how <laughs> I would lose my shit? If I opened up an oven and watched what I just worked on for like five hours, sitting there like a fucking popped beach ball, I would be punching it. I'd be so angry after all of that, especially if I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> if I was hungry. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I can't no do that. Fury. Yeah, I'd order a pizza and fuck this and I'll never try it again. <laughs> my, my wife would be breaking that emergency glass with the cliff bar behind it. <laughs> It's like grocery oh, shopping God. when you're hungry. You can't cook when you're hungry either. Gotta no. like just to, you know, don't eat too much, but enough. Uh, Gary, do you have anything you want to uh, ask before we wrap up? Uh, shit, I don't even know where to start. Um, really, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this back and probably have a bunch of questions. But I think uh, it's probably too big of a question to you know wrap up with. But with the school system and everything, how do you think we're gonna be able to work within the confines that we have and, and get our kids? to graduate and, and get on like they're supposed to, but still be individuals and do the things that, that we've done later in life, um, you know, to find our, our art and our passions and stuff like that, that have kind of been suppressed. Do you think it's ever going to be able to be, you know, work together within these systems or is it always going to be, have to be kind of two separate things? It's going to have to be, it's kind of like this. Can you find health in, in the medical system? And mm. the, the short answer is no, because it's not designed for health. It's designed for sick care. And I'm yeah. not bashing it. It's just the system, right? Because if you look at drugs and surgery, that's their two tools. And wherever in the history of any study of any research shows that you have a condition because of a lack of a medication in your blood or because you have an extra organ that just you don't need. So let's get rid of it like a gallbladder or an appendix. Um, they're designed for sick care, emergency, emergency care and emergency care. The same thing with the school system. The school system, I always said, I, I said this at a young, like I was in high school. I'm like, man, schools destroy creativity. And I didn't know what I was saying, but I just felt that because of my own experiences. And that's what it does. 
So it, it halts us. Why? Like going to college. I could not stand how I had to take all these general freaking ed classes. I was like, I don't care about that stuff. Western like civilization. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, I take a history class. I can't stand history. Leave it where it is. Just let me, I'm interested in history, <laughs> but it just wasn't the history I had to learn. Um, <laughs> and so I think the system is kind of like the healthcare system when it comes, you know, the model medical system we have it, it, that's just what it is. We have to come outside of that. And there are other systems out there. Like, uh, now of course I'm going to go blank. Um, Shoot, what are we doing with my daughter? <laughs> Forgot the name. <laughs> Anyhow, should know Dude, these things. Love the mind. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But one of them is I I can't forget the name of it, but it's it's all about like, you know, letting kids just be go to what they're interested in. It's more about collective learning where um, you know, it's not just one group of kids at a certain age, it's multitudes and the older teach younger. And it's kind of like how we evolved as society, is how it was back in the day, and how we take responsibility to help one another. And it's like and it, and it's not limiting any creativity because they're choosing what they enjoy and they go to they'll go and express that. And that, to me, I think is a, a, a better way. I mean, let's face it. When's the last time? I mean, I took I took calculus two. I took calc one in high school. We took calc, calc pre cal, all that. I can't tell you the last time I used calculus, trigonometry, geometry a little bit. So I like woodworking. That's another art I like to do. Um, but other than that, I don't know when's the last time I used algebra. And Never. but I'll tell you, I, I definitely know I need I need a pluses and minus, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing. Definitely need that in what I do. Um, but other than that, like what what other things do I you know when we look at that? So I think this is where we have to really look at the system and what's really important and really feed more to a custom system that because let's say a kid wants to be an engineer, you better believe he's going to need know calculus one and two and all that. You want to get into computer science, you're going to need to know how to play with these numbers. But it's one of those things again coming back to leading to that going back to an individual approach instead of trying to stop stand we do this all across the board in humanity in many different ways standardizing everything which is taking away the human experience when we do that yeah it's great it's a great business model if you're looking at it from a business standpoint like you know when we standardize a system to make it repeat over and over and over again uh, people do this in coaching with their cook you know their, I call it a cookie cutter system yeah it works you can grow you can scale it yeah all the business stuff is great but when we look back though we're not allowing to serve a person in an individual perspective. And it's that's, a franchise. that's taking away. It's just a yeah. fucking franchise. You're never going to own no. a company. It's not yeah. your company. And so coming back to that question, Gary, we have to, it has to be a different system unless the mm. system itself changes itself and changes its direction and its roots and so forth. I can't see that happening, but I'm open. But I'm hopeful that it maybe it would, but we just have to. It's I, I look at it more from a neurological perspective on how the brain works. The brain doesn't just cut something off and go to a new direction. What a brain does is, from when you're adapting, creating neuroplasticity, rewiring your brain, and so forth. What it does is it minimizes the energy that goes to one or weakens the connection to one. At the same token, it's taking that and connecting it stronger to something else. And I think that's the the mode that we would, you know, I let nature be my guide and how things should do, how things should go, and. It's one of those things that's, I think, is where we can, if we're going to really create the Picassos and the Steve Jobs and the, you know, all those individuals to in their own, well, I don't want to, I don't want to see another Steve Jobs. I, you know, I want to see somebody who's in their you know, own right. Yeah. In their own right. Um, I was called one time, somebody called me the Tony Robbins of wellness. I said, please don't say that. And they're like, why? I was like, because I'm not Tony Robbins. Exactly. I'm Vic Manzo. Let's, let's just, you can call me whatever you want, but just don't tie me to somebody because I don't want to be that person. Um, and it's because you lose out again. It's it's losing out on that light of who we are. Um, but that's that's. I hope that answers the question. I think we just have to create a new system. And and there is. 
I'm just really bummed. I can't remember the name. This is going to bother me. Well, I'm going been... to walk out of here. My wife probably could hear me talking. And she's going to go, literally, you don't remember that? I'd be like, yeah, that one passed my mind. I don't know what it's called now. <laughs> that's, that's my constant state of being. My wife just looks at me <laughs> with disappointment. Like, not at me, though. At herself. It's like internal disappointment for being selecting this one. <laughs> got, it, got it in right at the right, right at the bell. You got that one in. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, Dr. Vic, is there anything that we um, didn't go over that you'd like to tell everybody? Or do you want to let everybody know how they can reach out to you and, and find out, you know, where your books are, where they can find you for coaching, anything like that? Yeah, I think what we shared, I always say this, like we, what comes up is what is needed. Uh, it's one of those things. Um, I felt this was a great combo. A lot of humor. Appreciate that. I, I definitely had some good laughs here. Um, to connect with me, my website's my hub, empoweryourreality.com. Um, you can find, I got a free ebook on the power of visualization and just understanding how powerful our mind really is when we use mm. it. Um, and then um, if coaching, if it, if it resonates, you're looking to really overhaul your mindset, really know how to, you want to learn how to create effortless success in your life and not just in business and money, but every aspect of your life. Um, I do a free call and the call is just to get to know more about you. Um, serious inquiries only because I really, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm qualifying you into one, if I can help you. Uh, and then two, if you fit my coaching program and be accepted in. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. It's on the bottom left of the website. Um, any questions, reach out. Love hearing from people. Love it. Thanks so much, Dr. Vic. I genuinely appreciate you. Um, and thanks again, Gary. Always want to make sure you know you're appreciated, brother. Thanks. Uh, all right. Remember, I appreciate everybody, you guys. Be cool and keep learning. You guys are both awesome. I definitely learned some stuff today. My face hurts from smiling. What's up, academics? This episode is sponsored by PodPage. Build a beautiful podcast website in five minutes. Automatically create a beautiful listener-friendly podcast site from your RSS feed. So you can import your RSS feed into this site and it automatically generates everything for you. Puts in your artwork, puts in your show notes, puts in all those links, your guest info, everything right there. You get to customize the design to create a professional look that you'll be proud of in a few clicks. You don't have to have a coding background. You don't have to have technical knowledge. This is all plug and play. Choose the design you like, fit and tailored to your brand, the right colors, the right layout, so many different things to choose from. The templates are endless. So get out there, go to thetragedyacademy.com, click on the sponsors tab and help support the show by clicking the pod page link and purchasing your new site today. And remember academics, be cool and keep learning.